Shit Dad Podcast. G'day, g'day. Welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we normalise all those parenting mistakes and breaks while talking all things fatherhood. I'm Nick, married father of a three, five and a seven-year-old, and if you don't have a cathartic experience weeding the garden, you're not in the right headspace. G'day, I'm Cam, father to a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And guys, I'm sorry to announce that soon we're going to have to move from being the second largest fatherhood podcast in Australia down to third because Hamish Blake is starting a fatherhood podcast. Oh, no. It's called How Other Dads Dad and it's probably going to be a lot better than this shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'm on board. I'm going to be his first listener. (laughs) Fuck you, Hamish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm Dave, father of two beautiful girls, three-year-old and a six-month-old. And how good is to have some league back on TV after what? finals? Where? World Cup. Oh, oh yeah. Too yeah. bad it's like 4 a.m. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't know it was on TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm not watching this. Why don't watch actual football? Yeah. Like UK. Nah. Nope. I'm not getting up. The only time I'm getting up that early is if Manchester United's playing in the, the football, soccer. Not not for like subpar rugby league, like Zimbabwe playing <laughs> Australia, who's going to get pumped about 7,000 th- 7, nil. Anyway, this week we're talking all things school-aged kids, keeping them alive, discipline, moulding them into the respectable non-serial killers and the associated shit daddery, but first... Dad jokes. Correct. Of course. Of course. Mm, who's kicking off? I'll do it this week. Did you guys actually... All jokes aside, did you know that I was born with nine toes? Were well, yeah. I was. But when I met the missus, she made me get a toe implant because she's lactose intolerant. It's <laughs> a bit of a stretch. <laughs> oh, man. Did, did you guys see uh, that a thief was arrested in Canberra today? No. Nah. He was caught in the act. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. I like that's it. That's actually a good one. Yeah. Boys, where are average things manufactured? Okay. <laughs> the satisfactory. <laughs> uh, Fuck, right. They were all satisfactory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Below satisfactory. Below satisfactory, cool. All right, this week we got some listener messages again, which we're very excited about and we're thankful for. Um, we have Instagram and the Shit Dad Share Line. Funny story about mm-hmm. the Shit Dad Share Line. I only just realised this week that... If the message left is longer than two minutes, it cuts you off at two minutes. Oh. So we have the myth, the man, the legend, the milk, <laughs> who was called again, who is we're absolutely loving the milk stories, um, but he's cut off at the two-minute mark. No. We got the crux of it, yeah. um, but it, unfortunately it did cut out. So we'll listen You've to this. Keep, keep, keep it do. tight, Milky. Keep it Milky, tight, Milky. if you ha- keep calling in and you're this good, we're probably going to have to give you this segment. <laughs> I think so too. I reckon Mil- Milky Shell. <laughs> Checking in with milk. <laughs> All right, this is Milky. Lad, it's cracking. Milky the White Wizard again. Okay, the worst dad in the worst. Okay, the spider whisperer. I've got a bit of a yarn for you from this morning, right? Took the kid to daycare. Uh, walk in to the office, there's an office at the front and one of the daycare teacher ladies is in the office screaming and I go, oh God, what's going on? What's going on? She goes, there's a spider on the wall and this spider's fucking huge. Like it's hand size. 
fucking giant huntsman on the wall. Australia, mate. I'm like, all right, <coughs> all right, calm down. And all the other teachers come in, start looking at it, screaming, and they got all the kids looking at it, screaming. <laughs> the whole place is going nuts. I go, I'm the dad here. I fucking got this. <laughs> so I go over to it, raise out my palm, try to get it on my palm so I can flick it out the front or whatever. Runs off, runs off. I get it to a point where I can I can grab it and they give me a bucket or whatever and I try to flick it into the bucket, flicking, flicking, flicking. <laughs> the bloody thing jumps onto my arm and scares the absolute bejeebas out of me. <laughs> and I squeal. I go, ah! ah. <laughs> and all the kids squeal and the, pe- and the parents there are squealing and the... The teachers are squealing and the whole place is going off and here I am supposed to be this big tough dad and I can't even bloody pick up a spider without squealing. Anyway, eventually it's on the floor now and I flick it into the bucket and I take it out the front and I put it and uh, walk past a few of the teachers and all the teachers are going almost vomiting. I put it out the front and come back in. Man, that's oh, where it cut off. Oh. Just keep it tight, Milk. We love your work, mate. That's good. Now, I, what are your thoughts on that, boys? Do you think that's actually probably a good good topic for the Shit Dad podcast? Do you think it's your position as the dad to do the spiders, to do the snakes, to do all that sort of stuff? Where though? Your Wherever. child's daycare, home daycare. Like if if everyone, no one else is stepping up. Are you stepping up? If it's not snakes, I'm in. Yeah, I'm doing I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. Snake, yep. yeah, I will definitely yep. not go near. I'd get rid of spiders at work as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, wouldn't ever go near a snake. I've got mates who just pick them up. and. That's crazy. Yeah. I just, I don't know what type of snake is venomous or not and yeah, I don't yeah. want to risk it. Yeah. There was one, that we had a story, uh, at, there's like a, well, there is a story going around uh, at work and it's the the station out at Pullenvale had a, a snake, a slippery visitor and one of the fireys there was a bit of a loose unit, but probably as loose as a cut snake. You know how it is, good saying. Um, he decided to pick it up by the tail, which, yeah, fair enough, probably the safest place to pick mm. a snake up. Didn't really take into account the snake's reaction and it turned around and gave him a crack. Oh. <laughs> Had a proper go at him. So, yeah, don't don't be playing with snakes. No. No. I'll move lizards along. Like I, I move one today at work. Mm. Like a bit of dragon out on the on the oval, and nice. the kids are running around. They're pretty it. divisive so as well, brave. Though, they? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just used my hat. And I was like, "Hey guys, get out of here!" I don't know about you guys. My my wife and kids are petrified of cockroaches. Uh-huh. and I'm like, serious. Like what? What's just what's going to do? Cockies or all insects? Oh, insects in yeah, general. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So and like grasshoppers. Like that, who's scared mm. of grasshoppers? Anyway. So I'm like I come in as Big Daddy Warbucks and and take get, take care of whatever needs taken care of. And satisfying then, about smushing a cockroach. Oh as well. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, but I relocate like geckos and and uh, insects and stuff in, out in the garden. So you're taking care of business, but also taking care of the environment. Oh. <laughs> New age dad. And then I saw uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago saw a, a the tiniest green tree snake in the backyard, and I was like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> Everyone inside. <laughs> All that. Burn the garden down. <laughs> We're moving. 
So that's uh, that's thanks for that milk. Really appreciate that. Uh, but we also got a message from Chook on Instagram. Hey, dads, love the show. After years in the army, my wife and I have done a swap and I have become the stay-at-home dad to our six-month-old additional needs son. That's a topic we haven't really covered in the mm, shit dad yeah. pod so far. Um, who is now four years old. Almost instantly it dawned on me how chaotic being a stay-at-home parent is. My wife is always telling me I need to take some time to sit down and relax, even just for five to ten minutes. Anyway, the other day after a bullshit day, I finally did. The young fellow was fine playing with his toys at the table, so I sat down with a coffee. Next minute, I hear a water noise. Ran into the other room and our four-year-old was standing up on the dining table pissing into the fruit bowl. All I could say was, this is why I can't relax. But no. credit to him because he actually had good aim for not being toilet trained. And yes, I just washed the apples and put them back in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you made sure you didn't need any either. Don't want to be wasteful. No, yeah. it can't be wasteful. It's not... Seeing the price of apples these days. That's right. Yeah. And it's piss of sterile, let's be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's sterile great. and I like the taste. Oh, thanks, Chuck. Love it. Yeah. Thanks for sending in. Um, don't forget shitdadpod at gmail.com or at shitdadpod on Instagram. Hit us up on shitdadpod on Facebook or, of course, the shitdad share line 07 30 40 95 45. Uh, we're still working on those shitdad T-shirts, so uh, don't forget to get in with those with any interest and let us know. Uh, and also please be sure to leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple uh, and also uh, yeah, five stars and, and leave a leave a funny review that we can read out on the pod. Yeah. I've actually had a heap of messages about shirts, so we're getting a, an interest list going. We've just had our first 20 shirts printed from the uh, end of the Smashing Fibers line. So if you want to get involved in one of these tasty T-shirts, we'll put them up on, up on the socials and we'll start selling them off now. But just as <clears throat> as we said on the last couple of weeks, we want to be the number one dad pod by Christmas. Hamish Blake can go do one. <laughs> the shit dad pod. We've been around longer. We're going to be. He, he's only doing one. nine episodes. So Is he? We're up See? to almost 60. So, week. Yeah. Week. Hamish, week. Yeah. Um, if you want to be a guest, Hamish, mate, give us a call. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, great, like, great dude. Well, Hamish, shit dad pod. Shit dad pod at gmail.com, <laughs> yeah. Hamish. Or, or keep it tight on the share line. Quick two minute phone call. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so we uh, we want to be at the top by Christmas of the Dad Podcast. So the best present we can give dads around, obviously, is letting them know that they're not alone and that we can relate or they can relate to us and our guests. So get on board. Uh, leave, Like Cam said, leave reviews, leave us five-star ratings, tell your mates, and basically in the Smoko room, just give us a spruik. Mm. Yep, 100%. Well, we're talking about giving us a spruik and back to our merch. So on the 29th, boys, when we're out there at any time at Griffin, we'll have a few shirts and stubby calls out there. So um, come on down, support a really great cause, but grab your merch there. No postage, save a bit of dollars there. We all know dads like to save a bit of dosh. <laughs> Get yourself a coffee from downstairs as well. But come and rock our gear. Speaking of Anytime Fitness, so this uh, on the 29th of October, we will be at Anytime Fitness for... A are you okay day 24-hour walk or run? So they'll have a tread or a couple of treadmills running for the whole 24 hours. The one of the trainers is doing a 24-hour stint um, with minimal rest on the treadmill. So kudos to him. All proceeds go to Are You Okay Day or the Are You Okay Foundation. Um, and we want to get as many people involved as possible. So if you want to get involved in the show, come down. We're gonna have 10 dads, 10 minutes each 
donate $10 and run or walk 10 minutes on the treadmill if you've got the guts. So get involved with it for a great cause. Get on the show and we are very excited. So tune in to the link which we will send out. But Dad's Corner, this is where we give a shout-out to worthy causes and support services for men and dads all over the world. So if you know a group that has helped you or is a great cause, let us know on Instagram at shitdadpod. Support for Fathers, which is an Australian project providing dads with options and information about fatherhood, the relationship with their partner, and connecting with their kids. They also enable support services and practitioners to work with dads and families more thoughtfully and effectively. Check out supportforfathers.com.au for more info. If you've turned off by the stereotypical real estate experience with a tacky and outdated approach like I'm in your street or I'll give you a free appraisal, look no further than Black Property Group and get to know Anthony and his team. Whether you want to buy now or upgrade the family home in 12 to 18 months, take the patient, personable approach to find the right home with Black. Check out blackpg.com.au for more. And finally, support the guys who have kept us clothed or we'd have been sitting around in the skin. Smashing Fibers are having a closing down sale. Quick dry, easy breathe tees and tanks for that gym wear or casual look. You won't find nicer tees anywhere for $10 while stocks last and those stocks are not lasting long. Mm. We bought out the, the black ones, all the essential black tees for our Shit Dad Pod t-shirts. Uh, so yeah, that's Dad's corner, guys. I got some uh, some good news as well. So Chris, who wrote into the pod a couple of weeks ago, he shared the shit uncle story. Oh yeah, about yep. Grand Theft Auto. Oh the, yeah, love it. The yep. nephew. Yeah. Um, he's had his first little bubba, Oliver. Um, oh yes. Awesome. Just to the world. Congrats, Chris. Uh, hopefully, you know you're still able to listen as you're navigating the first few weeks of fatherhood, mate. Outstanding. I wish I had a, a soundboard for the clapping noise, but I deleted them all. <laughs> right, last week we chatted all things Fornados. We went into the eye of the Fornado, but now it's time to talk about being too cool for school. Now, I do know that you guys don't have school-age kids yet. Dave, you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. We, we must have some sort of um, <laughs> knowledge bombs coming from your corner. I try to stay away from the younger years, mate. I take my hat off to the teachers who do that. I do too, and we are going to get to that. Um, that is a point I would like to make at some point, that teachers are genuinely or in most cases there to help, mm-hmm. and I think they cop far too much abuse. Married to a teacher, that's yeah. that's not biased, but some of the things that she comes home and says, I'm just in awe. I think over the last couple of years people – had a newfound appreciation for how much teachers had to put up with, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but I don't know, has that lasted, that, that appreciation? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like it, eh? <laughs> There's a lot of horror stories out there. Um, the Tudor Boys put out something recently on it. The Tudor Boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, like, it, like it was just spot on about how people were like, people who blame teachers for not fixing the problems or telling us that we're glorified babysitters or whatever. That is so yeah. shit. And that they just they don't last in the job and whatever. I'm like, yeah, we have a big dropout rate in yeah. the first like three years because you come into it and then you realise, hold up, no, I'm not just educating this kid. I'm its psychologist. I'm its parent psychologist. I'm blah, 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 blah. And then you just absolutely smashed by paperwork. Yeah, you know, okay. I thought I was just here to help these kids be better humans. Yeah. Make them a little bit smarter. And then you sit there some days and you're like, like today, like, I didn't get a chance to sit down. It's just one of those days. Mm. But mm. can we change that though? 
in these early years. Like the way we rate, like this is obviously what we've set out to achieve, um, sort of getting a, a heap of dads different opinions on how they deal with meltdowns, how they parent, and just trying to find something that works for us. So hopefully people have heard a heap of different things on the podcast and have started trying to make change or implementing things that work for them that they've heard on the pod. But my point is can we start doing this stuff now to sort of send it back in the right direction when they get to school, you know? Because you look at mm. some of the behaviour changes in kids compared to when we went to school and they just seem completely different. You are hearing it from our parents' generation as well that kids are not the same as they they were back then too. So You probably do get a bit of sense of... From parents, a lot of parents finally, oh, you don't have to pay for daycare anymore. They get to go to school for free. Mm, yeah. Right off you go. They're yeah. their problem now. Very but bad attitude. Were now. they ready? Yeah. But I think, you know, that's a lot of parents would be like, phew, off you go. Yeah, totally. I think it's- Which is really a shame. Yeah. Mm. It's good for the pocket for mm. everyone from daycare to, to schools. Tell me about I it. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we know that. But um, I think it's probably important as I said, coming from a teacher and, you know, um, I don't go near the younger year levels because it is a very difficult time Like, because it's teaching them read, write, all of those things and how to actually be at school. Yeah. But I think it's probably important that you've got to understand that when a teacher picks up a phone and makes a phone call home, we're not making shit up. Yeah. Mm. We're not. Okay, and I understand that your kid's going to come home with a story. Like we all have different interpretations of what it has. But maybe just hear the teacher out before. And teachers can only report what they see too, hey. Exactly. Like they they hear a million things from the playground like, oh, he did this, he did that. And she, the, the teacher would be like, what happened? Well, like they take their their point of view and the other kid's point of view, victim's point of view, whatever, and then they just sort of have to piece something together mm. to report, it's, which I feel so sorry for them because kids make so much shit up. <laughs> it's honestly like putting a puzzle together yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the pieces are blank. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, missing, or missing just, pieces. Yeah, it's missing like, pieces or slight. Oh, hold up, we're gonna just do an all blue puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Except nothing really goes together. <laughs> Is it a bit like the puzzle here at um, Better Accounting? Right? It's been on the same. The, ta- the same puzzle's been on the table Is for the about three stool? months. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit like nah, that. There was one piece done. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the good shoe. Now we're talking about school age. Obviously, um, we're talking about establishing a new routine, navigating new behaviours while adapting to that routine. Uh, and enforcing boundaries and consequences. Am I saying that right? Consequences or consequences? Consequences. Consequences. Mm. Okay, cool. I'm not editing that out. People (laughs) need to know how stupid I actually am. Different approach tonight though. Um, we're not doing the what the experts say and what the shit dad say because there's only one shit dad here that has school-age kids. You're the expert. So it's going to be – I don't want to say that because it's (laughs) not true in the slightest, but it is going to be – Pure, unadulterated shit dattery for this segment. That's what the people want. It's what, give the people what they want. That's Let's what get I it. want. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first, first cab off the rank. Um, kids often need help with expressing emotions and managing behaviour, especially when they're tired or in challenging social situations. I feel like every situation, social situation for a kid, unless they're with their friends, is a challenging social oh, yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. different, uh, especially the first. Where does it prep even before into grade one? Yeah. Um, you know, completely new social setting, location, teachers, everything. It's yeah. pretty daunting for kids. Oh, totally. Um, I just want to say that after school, preschoolers and like prep grade one, they're totally different kids. They turn into different kids. They're exhausted mentally and physically. 
and they should not be expected to. And I'm only learning this after I've had one kid in for a year. I'm learning it with the more difficult kid. Yeah. And it, I've found that they're not capable of thinking. So when you're expected to do homework with a prep or grade one, after school, totally unrealistic. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. What so, homework? So are we talking? So they're, I don't know what it's like at other schools, but if at their school they get like a grid of, this, I think it's I think it's like five by five. So there's like 25 things they've got to do during a term. Mm-hmm. But some of these things are like help mum and dad with dinner, which I love, right? So they've got things that they have to learn. They've got like comprehension, maths, English, but they're like go and count how many plants are in the garden and how many are of the same type. Like it's that sort of stuff, yeah. you know, and, and it's getting them thinking about what they need to think about getting into the high grades. But it's also getting them ready for life, you know. Help mum and dad with dinner. They're not going to do shit. They're not going to know how to cook dinner. But at the same time, they're learning helping. They're learning safety. They're Like they're learning five different things mm. just by coming and helping cook dinner because they realise, holy shit, that is hot. Because they're just standing next to a stove. Yeah. So that's teaching them that if they play with fire, like potentially, like it's not for every kid, but if they play with fire, they, that's going to frigging hurt, you know. And like now my grade one Mr. Seven, he wants to cook dinner every night with me. So he's like he literally drags the chair in the kitchen and he's like, Daddy, can I mix that? Or And he g- genuinely wants to cook. And I'm like, how good is this? Yeah. Do you think that's because of the homework or because you, you're in the I kitchen I think that's more the dad in the kitchen a lot. Yeah. But I think having homework is great. Uh, my point that I was getting to, though, was they shouldn't be expected at that age to do anything with any conviction after school. Yeah. Because they're not mentally or physically able. Leave it for the weekends and break it up. So, like, at the moment we... So, like the wife will say, all right, we're doing two squares today. I'm like, but do you want to go to the park? Yeah, let's go to the park. I take them to the park. They come back. They're fucked. <laughs> and, uh, the wife's like, all right, let's do some homework. Ugh, whatever. Yeah. Mm. And they just sit down and do it because they're just knackered anyway. Yeah. All they'd be doing would be watching TV, but yeah. we're trying to get away from that. But, yeah. So you're saying they get even more tired compared to daycare because totally. at the moment mm-hmm. our four-year-old comes home and she is – a mess most days, just so exhausted, which straight away just turns into just kind of meltdown. Does she sleep at daycare? No. Yeah, okay. So that's the reason they cut that sleep out at that last year of daycare is mm. to get them ready for school. Mm. So right. they're gonna, what they are now, their body's getting ready for it, but then next year they're actually doing it and they're also learning and they're also keeping to a routine and they're just constantly thinking. And, yeah, you've just got to, I think – Parents are just got to be a, bit more, be a little bit more lenient with them when yep. it comes to after school because they, they change completely. I like that homework, mm. like the grid, whatever, here or there with the grid. But I like the homework where it's the basics. Yep. Hey, a little bit of a little bit of math, counting, whatever, a mm. little bit of reading. Yep. And then help her in the house because, like, although, yes, it's teaching these skills, yep. it's actually an opportunity for parents to engage yeah, totally. with the kids. We know how busy society is these days. It's not like when we went yeah. to school and, and it was probably different. Dad's at work, mum's at home. Yep, now we sit down together as a family. Yep. We, we, we talk about your day, whatever. It's not like that anymore. So providing these little opportunities, it's like, come help me cook. All right, this is what we're doing. It, it provides an opportunity for when these kids are gassed, totally mm. gassed mentally, whatever, and you can tell something's going on 
tell us about this. What's going yeah. on? And you distract with what you're doing and it opens up a lot of kids to talking. Yeah, totally, yeah. So, I, yeah, I like those little ones, but I think it has to be something as nothing new. Do not expect parents to teach something new. Yeah. It's, mm. That's an act school thing. But, hey, do some reading, do a little bit of writing, do a little bit of counting in the early years and then help out at home. Teach them responsibility. Yeah. I don't it's know good. about you guys, but when I get home from work, I'm just as buggered as they, yeah. they are by the sounds yeah. of it. Sometimes you're mentally drained. Yeah. So you can just kind of go through the, the motions doing some of those little things together equally as tired. Yeah. You know? No, man, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. I finish at three. I start at nine and finish at three because there's nothing to do after that or before nine. No. That's just a salty teacher talking, I reckon. <laughs> He's always on bloody holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Only work after a year until Six I weeks. met a fireman. Yeah. Six weeks. <laughs> Love it. No, but I think the behaviour's got to be addressed as well. Like, mm. that. Um, the, yes, they are exhausted physically and mentally, but I think when their behaviour starts to decline, they really need to be pulled up. Yeah. Like there's no – like we talk about staying calm and like not losing our shit and smacking and all that sort of stuff, which totally works obviously, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time, no drums at all. <laughs> Wait, so we'll get to the wrong answers only later. <laughs> so calm, so calm. But, yeah, I think kids definitely um, – they need those incentives to reach behaviour goals. With this, We're talking back to school routine. Um, and, and part of their change to school life, they need behaviour incentives sometimes. Um, our first, Mr. Seven, didn't. Like he just – we re- rewarded him every, at the end of every term just for being good, like we'd take him and do something, whatever. But Mr. Five, bit different, bit shorter attention span. Um, he definitely needs behaviour goals to make the right choices at school. So last term we had a calendar well, just put ticks on the calendar. Every day he came home and he'd done had a really good day of learning, um, he'd get a tick on the calendar. And we had a photo next to the calendar of the reward that he picked out himself. Mm-hmm. He wanted a tiger backpack or something, um, which looked badass, by the way. I sort of wanted one for work. <laughs> really. But, uh, yeah, so after a, a full term of ticks he ha- and he had to get ticks and he knew he had to get ticks to get the tiger back, he, we gave it to him and he was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Only thing is you sort of got to do the same thing every term because yeah. this term, term four, they're effed. They are so tired mentally um, and his behaviour's sort of gone on a sort of downward spiral and I'm like, oh, shit, what are we going to do now? So to keep upping the um, the reward yeah, at the end yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Next year's like PlayStation. <laughs> oh, geez, this is getting expensive. Uh, so, no, we've... we've we were going to go to SeaWorld anyway yeah. Um, in the Christmas holidays. So we said, all right, you've got to get all these ticks. If you want to go to SeaWorld, this is going to be great. Your good behaviour is going to pr- like get something for the whole family. How good is that? Like we were going to go anyway, yeah, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. But um, hopefully, yeah, so hopefully it works. But, yeah, behaviour incentives is something that I wanted to bring up with the boys as well. What are your thoughts? I think they work, but then they if – well, they work for some kids and they don't work for others. Yeah. Some kids really thrive at – hey, you do the good thing, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. The others are there's consequences to your actions. And I try to teach it there's consequences to every single thing you do, whether they're positive, negative, neutral, whatever. You know, we should we kind of get that as adults. But for some kids they need to know that there is a negative consequence for your negative behaviour. Mm. And that's what they respond to. They don't respond to like, if I'm really good, I get that. Yeah. It's more like, oh shit, if I if do this, I do I'm this, trouble. I'm this, you know, and every single kid's different and they go through phases. And I wanted to bring that up with you as well, Dave, as a teacher. Um, the wife said something about 
that's most of the public schools have a basic school rule that you manage your own emotions. It's basically a fun way of saying you're not going to have a fucking tanty. Like oh, yeah. if you don't get your own way, you're not having a tanty. That, and they sort of punch that into them from, not literally obviously, but <laughs> they try and get it into them from a really young yeah. age. You manage your own emotions. Like we'll help you, yeah. but you don't just crack the shits mm. if you don't get what you want like you would at home, you know. Oh, I still have conversations with 10-year-olds about, oh, didn't go your way? Oh, well, welcome to life. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then you know the ones that do. and then, Life isn't fair. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> but then you know the ones that can't or are lacking resilience. Yeah. So then, like, whether people agree with it or not, but I'll go out, oh, don't go out of my way. To, but if, an event, if something is occurring, mm. I'll make sure that it doesn't go on their way just deliberately to see how they react. Mm. And honestly, at the start of the year, you'll see massive meltdowns to, no, oh, yeah, to when occasionally when they're tired and they have massive blow-ups. But it, it does. Mm. You see their resilience grow because it's, ah, oh, whatever, it's not my way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But it does. But we need more of that managing your own emotions. Yeah. Or we will help you. Yeah. So of brings us into the next topic. I like the idea as well of giving kids a goal to work towards. Yeah. You know, like they're working for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really clear, you know, you've made the uh, the agreement on the behaviours earlier on. It's like a wage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like pocket money. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, all right, the next one is around growing. Their growing understanding of the world um, might lead to some fears. For example, some children might be afraid of criticism, tests, failure, physical harm or threat. And supernatural things like ghosts. Like, let's be honest, we all fucking hate ghosts, right? <laughs> or the thing under the bed. Everyone's, do you know what? I still check for monsters. <laughs> you just jump into bed. bed. Yeah. You never jump into bed. You always check for monsters. <laughs> oh, I just skip that last meter before the bed. Yeah. They can't grab me. Yeah. Because yeah, if I get under the bed and check it and then I'm right there, <laughs> it's going to grab my face off. Face, yeah, fair play. Yeah, so do you I check jump. the cupboard? No way, man. You can't have a cupboard in the dark. That's scary. No, no, you no, leave the light no. on. That's before you he turn the light off. He gets his wife to do it. Yeah, of course <laughs> I do. Hey. Like a real dad. Hey, wifey, see that bat beside the bed? It's on your side for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I'm going to hide under the blanket. <laughs> so my, my little fella's terrified of getting in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. But if he gets in trouble, he, like, goes to the dark side. It's nuts. <laughs> like, it's surreal. Mr. Five? Mr. Five, yeah. dead set. So he, like I said before, the Mr. Seven's not too bad, but Mr. Five, when he, like he gets embarrassed when he gets in trouble, like he's, um, yeah. so it's a weird, yeah. it's a weird thing. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, is he angry because he's in trouble or is he embarrassed? Like, and because he's like, he sucks his thumb and like, he, <clears throat> and like grunts at you. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what, why? And so he just, he goes from like this happy kid. Like mucking around, doing like he might be doing the wrong thing, but he's mucking around having fun, and then all of a sudden he gets in trouble and he goes like sullen and drawn, withdrawn and like dead set. Oh, it's pretty shit. But he like today, for example, right? He's like, I did, I didn't let him have a cake at daycare, like the little cakes that they leave out for the the parents on their way out of the mm. door. And yeah, I know, right? It's so good. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where is that's this? That's why we, we, that's why we pay a little bit extra, right? You get a coffee and a cake. I was paying for extra for coffee. I, have, I think I've had about three in about a year and a bit. I'm like, can you please fix your machine? You're worse than Macca's ice cream. All right. <laughs> no, nothing's that bad. Um, and yeah, so he he's like, nah. Oh, sorry, I said no, nah, not have one. No, nah, they're, they're for mums and dads. And he's like, slid down the desk, and then thumb goes in the mouth, and he's like, mm, shut up. 
idiot. And like throwing all these words out, I was like, you're not acting very good right now, are you? And he goes, no, shut up. I don't want to live with you anymore. And I was like, all right, mate, have a great day. I'll talk to you later. And I'll just walk straight out the door with Mr. Seven yeah. and left him there. And he like he he knew I wasn't going to leave, so he's just still stuck in his thumb. But he stood up, walked to the door, and like looked out the door. And I sort of like looked out of the side, of the corner of my eye. Anyway, long story short, he I, just, I was dead set going to get in the car and drive just to the end of the driveway, just so he realised that I'm not going to put up with that shit. Yeah, like I'm not just going to stand there and baby you. You have to know that you're being a cock right now. Yeah. And anyway. I left him there and one of the other mums gave me a dirty look and opened the gate for him. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she goes, is he allowed out? And I was like, yeah, well, no, no, I'll, I'll come back for him later. That's fine. Um, and she's like, like did the tutting mum thing. I was like, oh, come on now. Righto. Uh, Please don't throw stones. No. Yeah. <laughs> don't throw stones. There's a saying and I try to teach my 10-year-old, yeah. don't throw stones if you live in glass houses. That's it, eh? All right. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. I will trip your kid over. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but look, I get it. Yeah, as in, so that's that's coming from a behaviour change from criticism, mm. you know. So yeah, fear of tough. criticism, but yeah. he's maybe disappointed disappointed in himself if he reacts yeah, that way. Possibly, or, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a that's a strange one, and look again, like you do see it, but is it because he like that embarrassment comes from the attention's now on me for the wrong reason? Because yeah. you said he doesn't like getting in trouble, and now I am in trouble. Oh, now the attention's on me and. It's like a revert. Mm. Um, you see kids revert into their safety. Yeah. And if anyone like anyone listening knows how to deal with that, if your oh. kid's calling you an idiot in public, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I can't smack him, can't yell at him because neither of those things are going to work, let's mm. be honest. No, it's just going to make it worse. I'm not I, like every inch of me wants to grab him around the cuff of the neck and drag him to the car, whether he's walking or not. Um, but I'm just going to play it cool, stay calm. Parents listening, get in touch. I really, I'm sure all of us really want to know how you would deal with that any differently. Because yeah, I was shocked. But back to the the question, or back to the the expert's opinion. Um, back to oh, this the fear of ghosts. Yeah, yeah. and like checking under the bed and shit. <laughs> I haven't had that yet, thankfully. <laughs> but most of my kids' games are like ghosts, zombies, um, bad guys. Yeah. Like they're fucking grim. Like they're playing games about zombies coming to kill them and stuff. I'm yeah. like, whoa! Like you sit back and just listen. I'm in shock half the time. <laughs> Where are you learning this stuff? There is a an actual game. I don't know what it's called, but younger kids are playing it. It's about Jumanji. Some no, it's about some weird ghosty puppety looking thing. You try to escape it, and it's freaky whoa. ass, man. It chases you around. Fuck that. This is a game they play, and I'm like, big what? Big your pardon? Mm. No, no, thank you. No, my, me, my two and four year old every day basically have um, have a bit of a play inside, and there's oh, they, oh no, the bear's coming! Oh, oh they run and hide. Yeah. It's always the bear. Here comes the bear. Yeah, I think I, it's like from the bear hunt book. Don't get me wrong, I can yeah. handle a bear yeah. because yeah. it's actually it sounds like it evolves into a zombie bear though. It must <laughs> be crap. Ah, my favorite is <laughs> mystery. Ah, oh, there's a bear. Is it a friendly bear? Nah, it's a cranky bear. <laughs> Well, you better run. <laughs> Bears don't get dads. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a friendly bear now. Oh, I'm the friendly bear. You're the cranky bear. Oh, why am I always a cranky bear? But I get why. <laughs> no, nah, all right, good. No ghosts. 
What about this one? Um, needs limits that guides her or he as she grows and explores. These limits help your child feel both secure and ready for the new rules, routines, and responsibilities that come with starting school. Don't know about you, Boyds, but my limit is basically just pulling my kids up when they're being shitballs. If, if your kids are acting bang on out of line, that's my limit. I'll let a lot of stuff go, mm. but if they're calling you an idiot in yeah. public, that's different. I think different. there's a different, because um, <laughs> I've experienced it, there's a different feeling when it's in public. Like, yeah. Uh, you've got to be seen to be doing something yeah, exactly. as well, and, yeah. you've, and you want to, and you can't let them get away with it. But also, if they're being shits to other people, you've yeah. got to kind of, you know, nip it in the bud. It's really, really difficult. It is. It might be different how you might react at home. Mm. Does that come down to our fear of criticism as adults yeah, and possibly, other yeah. adults criticizing and, and how you, you know, deal like, with and, it. like you said, the lady yeah. won't have t- t- can't leave him here. Whatever yeah. you know, is it that's what it is, and like it's a thing of like. Yeah, normally whatever. If that's at home, I'd let it go, kind yep. of thing. But no, in the sh- oh public, I've got a mm. yeah. Or I'm in that shop. Oh, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mine's mostly a fear of them just knocking stuff off shelves in the shops. <laughs> <laughs> just, like just a couple of balls in China shop. Come here. Yeah. yeah. Um. Back to the the balls limits. Are, yeah. The limits that they have to have to to get ready for school. I think it's sort of just getting them ready for that routine of school. So I just have little rules at home that they have to do every single day, that's part of being at school. So like in the morning they have to get dressed straight after breakfast, right? So this is on weekends, on school holidays. You finish your breakfast. We're not sitting down watching TV in our pyjamas. We're going to get dressed, whether it be school uniform or ready for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when they get home from school, all right, you're doing your jobs. And their job's literally like unpack your school bag. And there's two things to get out of it. The Mm -hmm. school iPad and their lunchbox and drink bottle. Put those two on the bench, iPad in the office, bag in the port rack. We've got like the cube storage in the yeah. office and yeah. they just have to put a bag in one of those. It's nothing and it, it's nothing to us but it is routine and they have to do that every yeah. single day when they get home from school before anything. Like I'm not even going to feed them until they've done, done their job. So when Mr. Five has his meltdown or tantrum, uh, I'm not doing that. Uh, I hate that. It's so boring. It takes so long. I'm like, yeah, it does take a bit, mate, but sometimes we have to do jobs that we have to do. It's just how life is. And also, I'm not giving you food until you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is that is really good with the routines, rules, responsibilities. Yeah. Um, because no matter what school or place of education that people go to, yeah. whether it's a school that has very little rules or a very strict kind of school, whatever it is, there's still rules or expectations rather. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about. Like what we were talking about teachers before. It's so important to keep the same standard that your teacher sets mm. like at home, you know, and the, because if you're not on the same page as the teacher, they're going to run a market home. They're going to think they can run a market school and that sucks because then you're affecting other kids learning as well because the teacher's spending so much time on your kid. It's being a douche. Is, is the routine thing why kindies do the whole – um, school holidays off, nine till two school hours thing, two thirty, whatever it is, um, to start getting them adjusted and used to those that routine. It'd have to be. Yeah. It and like that's the only thing that makes sense is we need to prepare them for what they're about to hit. Like maybe not the ones that are like a daycare as well. Yeah. Because no. ours is the, the daycare slash kindy, but they've just got little things like the teachers for the kindy class are the bachelor 
um, educated people. Yeah. Um, the, the ones usually before or because they don't want to be a school teacher, they're just like, oh, I'll have the teaching degree but I'll just do kindy instead. Yeah. It's cool. But they, I think they have to, those particular ones have to make just little changes like no sleeps during the day, um, have some of those routine things like you pack up your toys after you're finished with them. Like we'll have set times for meals, set times for um, for certain play. We learn on this time of day, we play this time yeah. of day, you know. I think that's the little changes they've got to make to have it ready. Yeah, right. I think it's, yeah, I think it's really good. And again, I take my hats off to not just young years teachers mm. or kindy teachers, but anyone in daycare really yeah. too. That's a It's a full-on job and mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for what they do just as, you know, as much as those prepping year one teachers. So the other one I've got is starting school can make them feel a bit anxious as well as excited. Mm. Uh, we've all been there. That's parents too. But um, for the young ones, if you're enthusiastic about your child starting school, this sends the child the positive message that school is exciting and that she or he, um, that they'll cope. And more, more importantly is that they'll have fun. I totally agree, 100%. Like I revved up school like when Mr. Seven started and when Mr. Five started. I said, this is going to be sick. This is going to be way better than daycare <laughs> and way better than kindy. You won't even believe it. You get to have the biggest – you learn a few things, yeah, but you're going to have like two times a day when you can go play with your friends for like – do whatever you want. It's going to be so cool. And then you get to eat like three times a day. You can eat at school more than you do at home. It's so fun. And then they get to school and they're like, boom, boom straight yeah. into a brick wall. Mm. But they still get to play with their friends. But you rev it up. You make it sound yeah. like they are not they, crying they on the chomping first day. At the bit to yeah, go? Yeah. yeah. Like they were, they, there was emotions on the first day and like all through the year, but the excitement on their face when they first start school is just something else. It's uh-huh. so cool. They're so excited, man. Don't, I think, any advice from someone who doesn't have any kids at school, but don't ever try to hinder that excitement of them wanting to go to school because if you do, then it's that's when those little thoughts, these little brains are developing and it's like, oh, wait, hold up, why why aren't they happy about it? And they're like a sponge too. So like anything, if you're talking to your partner with any negative connotations towards school, they're just like, oh, that's not great. That doesn't Mm -hmm. sound fun. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be. It's like swearing. You gotta mind your p's and q's. You gotta mind your x's, y's, and z's too. I guess. I think you do, but and not cry every day when you drop them off. <laughs> <laughs> Try to hold it together, like it's a, yes, at least it's a fun thing. <laughs> Try to hold it together until they're gone. Yeah, yeah then you can cheer. Then, I mean, cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, dads are probably cheering. <laughs> Wives are probably. <laughs> Mums are probably crying. But I think it's a. It's an awesome thing. Be happy. Be yep. excited. Especially like, but even every day too. Mm-hmm. We know it sucks going to work, mm. um, you know, but you get there. It, I don't know about you guys. If you go in with a real positive mind, even if you know it's going to be a shit day, whatever, nah, whatever, really happy, talk to everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Find yeah. the positive. It actually does change that little bit. Yeah. And before you know it, you're through. Do the same thing with the kids as you drop them off. Instead of being like, oh, be like super happy walking in, what are you going to do today? How good's that? Look how cool that looks. Yep. Yeah, g'day, miss, or whatever, mm. mister, whatever. Yep. Sounds get good. Get there. Be happy. Love it. Now, the last little bit of uh, fatherhood chew that I'm going to bring to the table. All of this stuff, by the way, I've copped from raisingchildren.org. Not word like the little some of the little quotes, uh, like the talking points, have been a bit of word for word. But if you jump on their website, raisingchildren.org, you will find so much stuff. Like for any age group, from zero to teenager, and it's like. Learning disabilities, um, like everything. Wow. I could, yeah, I was having a read through the website. It was sick. 
But uh, school days can be long and tiring for children. We all know this. This can lead to some grumpy behavior when your child gets home. Planning ahead for these times of day can help. We were talking about how they're mentally and physically exhausted, but if they're like I, I sort of say they're they're mentally exhausted. Like physically, kids don't get exhausted mm. unless they've been running around outside in the sun for three hours <laughs> yeah. and they're all sunburnt and shit. But like. I think when they get home from school, they've still got a fair bit of energy to burn and you've just got to keep them busy. Mm-hmm. So I've got that hat full of games. I think it's a bit of a – it's not really a dad hack. I think it's general knowledge. If you've, if you've got a hat full of games and activities the kids can do other than watching TV, I think they're going to burn quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously if it's sunny, release the hounds. If it's sunny, <laughs> scooter rides up and down the street. If it's sunny, let's go down to the creek and you can splash around and stomp, stomp in the mud, bring your gumboots. Happy days. But if it's raining, that's the challenge. Yeah. You, you need to find yeah. something that's going to occupy them for an hour before dinner, you know. You can still do the things that aren't watching the TV, but mm. it takes a lot more uh, planning, like you said, uh, and, and mm. effort to try and find all those little tidbits, right? Yeah, totally. It's more brain power on both accounts, yeah. Yeah. both parents and kids, and yeah. you're trying to give them an like, outlet. Yeah, to get rid of the energy yep. before they're about to go to bed and stuff like this, but not try to push them strenuously, you know, like mentally. Do you know what's a sick one that I've, I've been doing, especially with the boys especially? Now they can read. It's so good. You make anything sound like a party and they're doing it. I told them the other day we're going to go home and have a book party. They were frothing. <laughs> ah. It was legit. Well, I, t- I took them in. Get some uh, bangers on in the background. Yeah, we had because <laughs> like we've got the little Google Home clocks in their, yeah. their room so they know not to get out of bed before six. They, I just chucked like, I just said, hey, Google, play some music and just played like top 40 Australia or whatever. Mm. Just put volume down. They were just reading books and it was literally like an hour. It was so good. Yeah. I just sat on my phone. Like it's pretty bad. Like not, <laughs> not the whole time obviously. I read them all each a book to show some sort of fatherhood, um, whatever the word is, nuance? Yeah. Motivation? I don't know. Whatever. But book party, mate. That's where it's at. <laughs> Love that. Let's talk afternoon tea. Mm. What's your go-to, boys? For me or the kids? <laughs> so you, whatever's in the fridge. <laughs> now, our kids are obsessed with just cheese sticks, generally cheese and crackers. That's yeah, cool. a bit of a go-to. Any fruit. Mm. My favourite thing to do lately, Cam, mm. is chop up whatever fruit or veg or both that's in the fridge that covers a chopping board. I literally grabbed out a carrot, a celery, a banana, watermelon, and some grapes and just cut up enough to cover the whole chopping board and they froth. They say, so go for it. Yeah, you yeah. chuck it on the table in the middle. There's three of them and they just went for it. It was literally like watching feeding time at the zoo. Afternoon tea party. Done. Chucks in, <laughs> yeah, good. Bangers on in the background, anything's a party. That's great. Yeah. Sort of miss like. Basically away from the TV. Anything's yeah. Yeah, away yeah. from the TV if you can avoid it. Yeah. Touchwood, she she enjoys the fruit. Like they've got the fruit bowl on the way out from from that. So she'll always grab a piece if there's something in there. And then um, on the way home, like it's if it's not there, it starts with a piece of fruit. Mm-hmm. And then she might go a little snack, like a little tiny Teddy's packet or whatever. Because if we found if like some day she'll come home, she'll smash like two bananas yeah. and then and more and want some more. I'm like, oh, did you even eat today? Kind yeah. of thing. Then you come to dinner time. And they don't eat. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but you're okay because I'm like, no, you just ate two bananas and an apple. Yeah. You got, yeah. But we do talk about routine, but 
when they're school age, they come home and they are like even fanging. kindy age yeah. and they're fanging for a feed. Mm. Yeah. And if they don't eat dinner, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like put a little bit in front of them. My trick for that is, and I'm pretty sure a million parents do it, but um, as the chef of the house, I will chuck in two scoops of what it like dessert spoonful, so nothing in a tiny bowl and just say, if you're hungry, there is about a hundred more scoops in that thing over there. So you eat that and you can get as much as you want more. And like they usually polish off one bowl, mm. but if they're really hungry and afternoon tea didn't fill them up, that's two or three bowls. Yeah. So you can give them a good, healthy, fibrous afternoon tea and still give them like a, a taste of dinner. And if they have a taste of dinner, that's a win. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The last thing I want to bring up, some sometimes children do not want to talk about school when they get home. Might be because it's it's hard for your child to sum up a big school day, but it's important to let them know that you're there when they're ready to talk about school. What you were saying before, Dave, perfect example. When you're cooking dinner or engaging in whatever activity, and you could just throw, you could just five minutes, you could be silent, just playing a game, playing Lego, reading a book, whatever. Not silent, reading a book, whatever. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> um, but you just threw that side comment away. Oh, how's school, mate? What happened? Oh, no, not even how was school because they're just going to go, good. What did you do at school today? Who did you play with today? Um, what happened at school today? And like even just something small like that, if they don't answer the first time, that's all good. No worries. Just play along with it. And then come back another in another couple of minutes and go, what was your favourite thing about school today? And just open-ended questions. Mm. And we you say it a lot in as an adult, like in business and in most careers, you don't say, hey, you going? You say like... What, like what do you get up to on the weekend, yeah. you know? like Open-ended. Yeah. yeah. Let them talk. Um, but personal experience, we don't ask the kids about their day until sort of bedtime, like book after the shower, they've calm, they're reading books, everything's happy days, and then you say, oh, what was your favourite thing in school today? You get it, They get in the car, they don't want to give, they don't give a shit. They listen to what's on the radio because they're <laughs> exhausted. They're like, ah, oh, finally, feasible life, <laughs> you know? And then you ask them, how was school? Good. What did you do at school today? Uh, I don't remember. Duh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Let, let, give them a bit of time to process the day first and then come back to it. Mm-hmm. That's there's, good advice. Um, look, there's heaps of different ones that I, I hear. Other, I guess the mums at work, you know, fellow teachers that they use. Mm. Something, you know, like um, highlight, low light. And it doesn't have to be at school, just of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Generally, at school days, you, you notice it is. There's um, the acronym PINS. Something positive, something interesting, something negative that you didn't really like, and something—I uh, don't know—something else like silly, or silly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You can just whatever you use mm-hmm. it yeah. for. All right, and then that's just a something little thing. Hey, tell me something that was positive today. What's something that you found interesting? Yeah. You know, like they—they're different ways to open up conversation. Yeah. Um, and like you said, instead of going, "How's school? Good. What'd you learn? Nothing." Yeah. You know, like it could as a five-year-old and a seven-year-old mm. to a 10 and a 15 and a 17-year-old are going to give you the same answer. Yeah, totally. Good so. to get them thinking about their days. Of, even if there are more negative elements, there's still some positive yeah. as well. Mm. It's a good and way to frame it. And that's what it is. So rather than going, oh, yeah, tell, you know, like, oh, tell us about your day and then they focus on that one time that that other kid pushed them over or took that, you know, that toy that they wanted to play with. No, well, what what was the positive thing that happened today? Yeah. Mm. yeah, totally. Yeah, what was that something funny or what was that something you want out of tomorrow? Yeah, just you keep know, like, it open-ended. Yeah. yeah. And, yes, I know that is a f- they're full-on questions for young kids, 
but still comes down to routine. You get one of those. You get an answer to one of those questions. You've had a win mm-hmm. from a five-year-old. Mm. You know. Yeah. You get anything better than good uh, <laughs> or shut up, <laughs> <laughs> idiot. <laughs> idiot. It sounds like Dwight Schrute from The Office. <laughs> Right, how good is that? That's our fatherhood shoe for the week. Now let's get into a bit of the fun stuff. We're talking dad stuff. Uh, we're talking wrong answers only. And we're talking about some things that fathers should be able to do in the first year before we get to the fun, extra fun stuff. So let's talk dad stuff. Can I kick it off? Please do. Right. So Father's Day, this is, we're talking a little while ago now. So Father's Day, the kids had a stall at school where dad's got to come into the classroom, play some activities I was like frothing for it, could not wait um, because I've made an effort to get in the school and have a lot to do with like the goings-on and bit bit dorky and stuff but PNC and all that and, and uh, run the little co- uh, like get on board the coffee cart and get on a couple of days a week and make coffees. It's good. But Father's Day, the, uh, the dads just descended. It was funny. It started at 2.30 so they could take the kids home or 2 o'clock so they take the kids home afterwards. Walking through the front gate, the dads just descended on the school in just like a cloud of <laughs> brute deodorant and aftershave. <laughs> and it just, the, the whole school had a different feel to it, a different smell. It was like masculine. All the boys were there. High like vis. High vis. It was like all the uniforms <laughs> under the sun. And I'm just walk, walking in with my Man United jersey and my pluggers <laughs> on and footy shorts. But it was just really, really fun to see uh, all the dads involved. And we were sort of lining up in the waiting area waiting to, to go to the kids' classroom. And this old fella rocked up. I was like, shit, he's a bit old to have kids. Like, it must, must be granddad coming to have it. Like, it was sort of midway, you know. You're like, is he an old dad or is he like a young granddad? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, proud as punch. This bloke was the nicest dude ever. He was telling every bloke in earshot, I'm here to see me grandson. Can't wait. Oh, he's a great kid. Oh, mate, you wouldn't believe it. He's a great kid. <laughs> just good temperament. Like, And no one had asked him. He's <laughs> 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 just fucking banging on about how good his, his grandkid is. Oh, I just, I drunk it up, mate. I loved it. The positivity just <laughs> like it invaded my soul, mate. It was so good. He So anyway, he started banging on it. I thought... If this bloke has just taken, like he's probably retired, if he's taken like an hour and a half out of his day to come and hang out with his grandson at school and he's this positive about it, it must be a frigging big deal. Yeah. So I thought to myself, fuck it, I'm going to embrace this. And I started telling every bloke about my kids. I'm like, <laughs> oh, mate, I can't wait to get in here. This is going to be unbelievable. And just started making all the most random small talk with these dads who were just on their phones going, fuck work sucks. Anyway, got into the classroom. They had all these activities. It was unreal. They had like shaving cream so the kid had to shave you. Uh So they put the shaving cream on and then they shave it off with a paddle pop stick. Oh, yeah. That's cute. Twas a mess. (laughs) Twas. And I'm sitting there going, this is not cool. Anyway, I was like, nah, I'm embracing it. it. I'm going to love it. Take a photo, everyone. Love it. Look at me. Um, until right at the end when I was just about to take him home, he decided to do the same thing to his face oh. and got it everywhere. No. <laughs> anyway, that was, that's a different story. But uh, they had like mini golf. They had colouring. Like It was just legit. And the what I wanted to get at was the mindset, the different mindsets between rocking up there on your phone like didn't really want to be there. You're just sort of there to make an appearance and be dad 
compared to fuck yeah, let's embrace this, mm. have some fun with it. We're here anyway. We might as well have a bit of fun with it and have a bit of carry on with the kids. You should have seen these kids' faces. As soon as like they were hanging out of the classroom, looking out the windows, like waving madly to their dads, and like that, it made their year. The the dads were there, and I that made that wound me up even more. Yeah, it's so special for them. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like, some, not all dads went, obviously, but like I started bringing other kids in. I was like, I'll be your dad. Come here. Hey, you, <laughs> you look like you're lonely. Get over here. Yeah. Zave, go get that kid. He's, he looks lonely. And we ended up, I ended up with five kids. <laughs> with, they were all shaving me face and like, oh, it was just fun. But, yeah, that's that's my dad's stuff for the week, boys. That's Is it because awesome. of you that that event's no longer happening, mate? Because you had you went too much fun. One, no, you had one kid and then you're like, <laughs> i got five kids. Yeah, look at all the kids i got. <laughs> Teacher's like, uh, red, yeah, red, we can't do red, this anymore. Red alert. Yeah, yeah. Nah, mate, I love that. Let's lock it down. No, but it's. I think that's the best thing ever. Like you see it, it's you see it more in the younger years. Like yeah. I said, um, when it doesn't have to be dad, but when you see a parent or a grandparent in that younger years area, and they're just proud as punch, looking at this piece of shit drawing <laughs> or whatever it is. Check out this fucking play doh I made. What's that, mate? Is that, that a dinosaur camel cloud? That's you. That's my ears. You just, like you said, you just see their face light up. And even as a teacher, you just look, well, you walk past and you're like, like you said, invade your soul. You're yeah. Like, yeah. That's what it's, it's about. It's good gear, isn't it? Yeah. Anyone else with some dad stuff? I know we said we've got school aged kids, but oh. all dad stuff's good dad stuff. We've uh, we've had some success this week with, you know, I'm sure it's the same with older kids climbing into the car and just doing some of that boring stuff that you're telling them to do. So my wife's discovered that if you say, oh, the car isn't a car, it's a rocket ship, we have to climb in and then strap yourself in before takeoff, instead of the usual, oh, I'm not getting in or just climbing in, fluffing around, they're like run in and jump in. Are we going? Are we going? So, Do you count down? Oh, yeah, you've got to do it. You've got to do the whole thing. But I think it's just reframing some things that for us are just, you know, we've got to do this to get here in time and all that kind of thing. But if slight, slight change and, and I'm saying to my wife, just having some imagination with it, you know, having yeah. some fun with it and that makes things just go faster and easier. I love that. Yeah. Totally going to steal it. Yeah. That's perfect. I've got nothing really because, as I said at the moment, like <laughs> apart from six months where it's just like, here you go, in the car, you don't need rockets. Mm. I just want you to sleep. The <laughs> 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 three-year-old's like, you need to be quiet because I need six months old to sleep. Um I think it's just get out there and just go and have some fun. I find that we we find ourselves are way too busy. Yeah, like ourselves, and we've we're full of excuses and some mm. of this. Give up five minutes and just do something. You know what I mean? Like I spoke about. Yeah, I took a daddy daughter date. If you can fit one of those in once every two three months, you don't have to go get your nails painted every time. But you can go. All right, let's go get uh, baby Chino. Or you coming down the park? Let's go yeah, to this totally. new park. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah. And because I think it's a, I think it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another bit of dad stuff. Yeah, that is good, Dave. I like that. Um, talking to the old Badalax. Uh, shout out to Mrs. B. Love Robin B. Uh, Mum. So she told me a rule for, like she had for me when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. you know we're talking about. Um, like new school routines, blah blah blah. Let's let's be honest. Some of that, some of that going to school is learning swear words, right? Yeah. So mum's rule for me was, it's inevitable you're going to say swear words, 
But if you don't know what that swear word means, you're not allowed to say it. And I must have, I must have picked up and, and gone with it because she said I didn't swear that much at all. Like, and because whenever I said a swear word, she'd go, do you know what that means? No. Well, we don't say it. You're not allowed to say yeah. that. That's it. So I reckon that's a good one. I'm going to yeah. use that. Mm. And if they say, yeah, if they say, no, I'm going to use it anyway, then that's when the, the punishment comes. Yeah, but. yeah. Or unless they use that as motivation to find out what it means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucked if you don't know how to use Google anytime soon. I was going to say, it's different. Back when we were kids, we couldn't pull a phone out or an iPad out and just like yeah. quickly yeah. Def- hey, 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 Siri. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Siri, what does fuck mean? Yeah. <laughs> we used to have to go, shit, if I want to find out this, like well, that's not in the dictionary. I'm going to go ask Dad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dad, Mum said I need to ask you, what does fuck mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> Now, I think it's different too. I don't know about you boys. If you swore at home, even if you knew the word or not, I got the soap in the mouth. Oh, yeah, I got the soap. The old school, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's bar of soap. Mum said I got the soap. It's a bit hard to see these with a thank you yeah. squirt bottle. <laughs> the foam. The foam. <laughs> <laughs> Mum said I got threatened with the Tabasco sauce, right? Oh, she yeah. swears to God that she never used it, okay? I swear. She, she dipped her finger like on the, the empty side of the lid once and put it on my tongue and says, I, like, to this day, she's like, there was no Tabasco sauce on yeah. that finger. Oh, I disagree, obviously, because <laughs> I swear I, was, I wasn't licking the carpet for no reason. <laughs> there are definitely remnants on that <laughs> finger. <laughs> if there, yeah, there was, there was a crumb there somewhere. Anyway, right, let's get on to organising play dates, wrong answers only. How did we go with this one? So put this out to the group on Facebook. Yep. It's the... Shit Daddery, oh, the Shit Dad Podcast, Shit Daddery Group. Um, I'll put it out there. How do we organise play dates with your kids' friends? Wrong answers only. Go up to your kid's mate after school and ask if you can come over with no mention of your kid. <laughs> Crack onto the mum so you can double date. <laughs> ask dad if he wants to do something after school and then leave the kids at school for mum to pick up. <laughs> when doing the school run to pick up your own kid, Tell them, mate, you have already spoken to their parents and take them home. What parent would would love a surprise kid-free Arvo? <laughs> now, it, that's all well and good in theory, <laughs> but let's let's clearly state that that is a wrong answer only. <laughs> <You've> just, <laughs> For more reason than one. If you have just logged in right now to this, whatever reason, at this minute, these are not our recommendation. <laughs> do not. Please. Do not you be will an be. actual shit person yeah you'll have your blue card revoked let's be honest you have a blue card so <laughs> if, uh, encourage everyone to get on board uh jump in and get on the shit dad podcast shit daddy page and get involved in our listener questions i'm gonna throw one up every week and most of them are gonna be wrong answers only so get involved talk some shit with the boys some things all dads should be able to do in the school years boys before we jump on to that some things i'm really surprised that Organising play dates, wrong answers only. Nothing came up with telling your young fellow or young young daughter go up to the other kid. Hey, my dad thinks your mum's pretty hot. Can we have a play date? <laughs> <laughs> he, he said we have to be friends. Yeah, dad said we have <laughs> to be. Said. I don't know why, but we have to be friends. Oh, yeah, that's so good. All right, dad. Yeah, things that should be able to do. I think every dad. Uh, in the school early school years, should be able to. Oh, this is more sibling related. So for like my sort of three, two, three kids, should be able to distract siblings during a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Right. So if one's having a meltdown, you don't want the other one or two sitting there watching or being part of 
said meltdown. I think you should be able to distract them with something. So, oh, I've just got to cook dinner. Come over and help me cook dinner. Yeah. Or, can, oh, I forgot to water the garden today. Can you go out and water the garden for me? Kids love playing with the hose. Mm. Those, mm. those plants aren't getting watered. <laughs> They're going to go play with the hose for half an hour, but who cares? They're out of the way, you know? Yeah. I think everyone should be able to distract their their kids during a meltdown. What about should they be able to, dads should be able to make uh, really epic school lunches, mm. you know, things that aren't just Ooh. the basics? Yep. We spoke about this totally. on the drive here. Yeah. I've just been able to make epic lunches. Please think about what you're putting in the lunchbox. Yeah. If that kid can't open it, what's the point? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I make a rule. <laughs> okay, yes, I teach older students. If you come and ask me to open something, I'm teacher taxing it. Nice. Not so much now with COVID. <laughs> this used to be the rule. Hey, can you open my packet? This is a packet of chips. That's my flavour. Thank you. <laughs> Couple Love out. that. Can't do it now. But, mate, just... Put it all in, like open it up at home yourself if you know your kid's going to struggle with it. Yeah. And just create this cool little bento box style mm. whatever. Or totally. if you don't have that, in a glad bag, unzip. Oh, but I agree. I think dads should be able to make epic lunches out of nothing. Mm. That's for the challenge. Yeah. You got nothing in the fridge. What are you going to do? <laughs> Top shop. Yeah, touch up or banana. Yeah, banana bread from Seven Eleven on the way. (laughs) But take it out of that two dollar packet because everyone knows Seven Eleven. Like, what'd you do? Oh, Dad made banana bread. Yeah, no, he bought it from Seven Eleven. Now that is a dad hack. Good job. Mm. I love it. Now, it is time for the best time of the week. Shit, Dad moment of the week. Oh. Been waiting all week for this. She dad moment brought to you by Better Accounting. Don't forget. I'm um, sure plenty of people still need their tax done. I saw it um, and on Facebook actually the other day. The local group like, where do you get great tax returns? Well, these people here. I was going to say blokes. It's not just blokes, but the great people at Better Accounting. So make sure you come on down, support them. Better at tax account uh, tax returns than puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> Much better and take a whole lot less time, okay? A whole lot less time. All right, what do we got? I'll go up first. I had heaps and heaps, and, of course, when it comes to time, I never remember. So that's part of my shit dad moment. But um, took them up to the beach on Saturday. Nice weather, which was awesome. Jumped in the water. It's really cool. But then Miss 3, like every kid, yeah, this is good, until the point where it's like, this is, this is good. good. Like, you cold? No. Like, I think we should get out, get in the sun. No, 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 it's okay. All right, okay. So I let it go for a little while longer. And then finally it's just like, oh, your lips kind of gone blue because it's that cold in the water. I'm like, I'm not that cold. I got in. Like, typical pussy dad. It takes me ages to get in. They're just running in. But anyway, so I did that shivering. Got him out. Changed, dressed, whatever, perfect. Oh, let's just go build some sandcastles. And then there's the missus. Don't let it get wet. No, 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 it's all good. <laughs> Next minute, whatever, something distracted me. It distracted me. Shit, get out of the water. <laughs> so, like, waist deep. I'm like, oh, oh, well, you're wet again. And that's why we have three pairs of clothes. That's right. You yeah. always have the extra backups. Of course you do. You have the backup <laughs> for the backups. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Camo? What do you got? Oh, we're still in the middle of toilet training at the moment for little Zaki, uh, two and a half year old. Uh, you've heard the story of the boy who cried wolf. Well, his mm. typical morning routine now is the story of the boy who cried big poo, big poo. <laughs> so I swear we go every morning to the toilet running big poo, big poo ten times and then nothing happens every time. 
I get to the point where I leave the door open, leave the light on, get your, you know, your, your stool ready. And um, I've, I've still made the conscious effort to leave the, uh, put the undies on after every, every attempt because I think, you know, you, you know that something's yeah. coming and it's going to catch it. Um, by the, maybe, yeah, by the 10th time, I'm usually like, oh, yeah, big poo, big poo, off you go. Like, yeah, anything coming? Nah, you're right. Um, and of course, every time also, I tend to miss it now. It's he comes with that eleventh time, big poo. Yeah, okay, cool, mate. And then he goes, "Oh, I pooed my undies again." Oh. Oh. So this has happened about four days in a row now. Um, so I'm kind of in that balance between: do I keep, you know, keep trying with him every ten, eleventh time, or then just kind of give up? So. Giving up doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dad advice. Yeah. Go to the 15th before you give yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Ben's. Right. I have had some shit dattery this week, but I, I definitely want to use this opportunity and platform to the millions of listeners that we have at the Shit Dad podcast to throw my missus under the bus. <laughs> yes. like, Please do. Like Please you do. boys have in the past and <laughs> we've all loved it. Um. This was actually a self-confessed one because she didn't even have to tell me about it. I would never have known. Got back from work the other day and she goes, you would not believe what your child ate. I was like, well, right, first up, how's a hello and a kiss or a cuddle <laughs> or something? Second of all, she's our child, not just my <laughs> child. And anyway, got on with the story and she's like, oh, like, I was doing everything. I was like washing up and the kids were eating afternoon tea. Everything was going fine. And then I'd like... Everyone was happy and eating and I just thought, oh, I'll just nip wherever she went, laundry or something. And then so the typical turned my back for one, two minutes and just shit hits the fan. Shit didn't hit the fan. A chapstick hit the back of the throat, like uncapped ate a chapstick. <laughs> so it took a bite out of it? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it was like spread it on the sandwich sort of thing. Oh. It was for, uh, I don't I, – I was wondering why the shits were so sticky this week. <laughs> That's probably why. Why does it have glitter in it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen green shits, but why was this pink? <laughs> oh, I don't even – I think she said it was like one of those lip smacker things, so yeah. that probably didn't taste terrible. It wasn't like a chapstick <laughs> that tastes like you've got dry lips and mm. you've been in the sun for four yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. Tastes like bubble gum. It tastes like bubble yeah, gum. Yeah. So I don't blame her. I probably would have had a lick and tasted it too. So cheer dad moment. Nice. How good, guys. I love this moment. It's so good just to normalize these things that we're like, we beat ourselves up. And I know this is the reason why we do it. But it is just each week you sit here and go, geez, it, they're not as bad as we what we no. what we play oh. out in our head. And there's oh, always man. something. There's always something oh, happening. Of course. Yeah, of course. Like as I said, like beach trip, shivering, like – no, it's almost like that. You'll be right. And is it the end of the world exactly if they're no. getting the car wet? Yeah. Oh, exactly. And that's probably the big one. But, no, I, I love how we just we're able to share. But also the listeners now are jumping on board too and yeah. sharing their stories So because we've just got to normalise it. That's right. Speaking of which, uh, we'd love it as we wrap this episode up if you could continue to send those stories through. So shitdadpod at gmail.com, at shitdadpod on Instagram, uh, feel free to hit us up on the Facebook group Nick mentioned or on the Shit Dad share line 0730409545. Uh, and we can't wait to read all of your reviews and see all those five-star reviews coming through. Hells yeah. And let's remember that we are going to be the biggest dad podcast 
in Australia by Christmas, so we need listener support for that. We're getting more and more listeners every week and we absolutely love that. So tell your friends, tell your workmates, share us on your socials. We'd be very much appreciative. And with the shirts, the Smashing Fibers exclusive shirts will be coming with a stubby cooler. So get on board and obviously you pay postage because... Just because. <laughs> We're putting a lot of money into this. Yeah, yeah. It's getting yeah. high, high quality. Yeah, high yeah. Quality. Lucky they're good shirts. They're not just the, the Anko Kmart shirts. Good people at Kmart, but we like the uh, the Smashing Fiber stuff a lot better. Mm-hmm. So get involved, get in touch, let us know what size you want, and we will be selling those, sending those out from this week. So get involved. Don't miss out on your free Stubby Cooler as well. But anyone have any lasting dad advice? Two things from me. Two. One. Yep. Number one. 29th, get down to Anytime Fitness, Griffin, and nice. support that great charity that they're doing 24 hours on the treadmill for mm. Are You OK? Um, but also come down and support us. Give you a don't, shout sorry, out. you don't have to be a member either to jump on the treadmill. No, nah, yeah. yeah. How awesome is that? So, but um, even better, as I said, come and have a chat to us. Where's that? Anytime Fitness, Griffin. Anytime yeah. Fitness, Griffin. Um, and um, the other one too it's is. It's right above a coffee shop. Mm hmm. It is. Dave's Cafe 63. <laughs> great people. They are great people. It is very nice when you walk in and you get served before other people have been sitting there for a while. Because <laughs> you feel very, very good. We're Not trying to talk people. them up, mate. Just <laughs> yeah, well, if I'm there, you, you aren't going to serve. But just say, hey, I know that Dave guy. Oh, Dave. Sent Dave. Us. Oh, Dave, Dave. Yeah, we love Dave. Now, um, the only thing for me is um, don't forget the backup to the backup clothes. Because yeah. they're going to get wet. Love it. Don't make your kids. Mine is don't make your kids do homework after school because mm. they ain't mm. doing shit. Mm. Keep them fed and happy. Yep. Mine's always put a nappy on. I mean, sorry, undies back on just to catch whatever's you know is coming. <laughs> big boo, big boo, <laughs> big boo, big boo. Oh, that's so good. Now, as every week I say, keep striving to make those relationships with your kids one percent more meaningful every week. Whether you take something away from our shit data or not, and remember, we're all in the same boat when it comes to fatherhood for the kids. Music